Hello, and welcome to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rednick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Ben Falcone, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Julie Kudasoff, Portfolio Manager of the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small and Mid-Cap Core Strategy. Hello, Ben. Happy to be here. Julie, although the equity markets remain positive for the full year, the third quarter was negative, with most U.S. markets down by 3 to 5%. What are your thoughts on third quarter performance for small and mid-cap equities, and how has your portfolio performed during the quarter? Yes, U.S. equities declined during the third quarter. Larger cap stocks outperformed smaller caps, and bank-heavy value indices outperformed tech-heavy growth counterparts. Equities are sensitive to shifts in longer-term interest rates, and the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield rose substantially and greater than expected during the quarter, primarily driven by strength in oil prices. Up over 17%, energy was the highest-performing sector in the Russell 2500 index, the strategy's benchmark during the quarter. In fact, energy and financials were the only benchmark sectors with positive returns for the quarter. Another factor driving long-term yields higher has been the resilience of the U.S. economy, which continues to grow modestly despite the dramatic increase in interest rates. The widely anticipated recession once again failed to materialize. The labor market continued to soften, but not as much as expected. Despite continued progress on taming inflation, it became clear that the Fed may have to hold interest rates higher for longer. Not surprisingly, investors turned towards higher quality assets, but the third quarter's performance of the Russell 2500 index, driven by companies with better earnings quality, stronger balance sheets, and higher returns on equity, a favorable environment for us as investors in high-quality companies. The strategy only slightly outperformed the benchmark during the quarter, however, hurt by the lack of exposure to the energy sector. We have a structurally underweight position in the sector due to its inherent capital intensity, cyclicality, and direct commodity exposure. Julie, can you discuss a few of the portfolio's holdings that were key contributors and detractors to performance this past quarter? Our strongest performing stocks were Aspen Technology, ticker AZPN, and Lennox International, ticker LII. Other top contributors included SIA, ticker SAIA, LPL Financial Holdings, ticker LPLA, and WR Berkeley Corporation, ticker WRB. Aspen Technology is a leader in process optimization software. Used to run multi-million dollar capital-intensive processes and solving highly complex problems, this software is mission-critical, so customers are more willing to pay a premium and less likely to switch to a less expensive solution. Importantly, once implemented, Aspen software is extremely costly and disruptive to replace, resulting in the company's solid recurring revenue base. Shares recovered after declining sharply in late April following the company's announcement of worse-than-expected operating results and guidance reduction. 
management attributed the weakness to slow activity by large chemicals customers that had been struggling with supply chain disruptions and inventory destocking issues following the post-pandemic reopening surge. The stock reacted favorably to an improved annual outlook and an announcement of a sizable share purchase program. Lenox is one of the largest manufacturers of heating, ventilation, air conditioning or HVAC equipment for both residential and commercial markets. Shares performed strongly, with solid performance in the company's commercial business more than offsetting an incrementally softer residential segment. Importantly, margins recovered ahead of plan, and with better-than-expected results, management increased its annual outlook. Cooper Companies, ticker COO, and Equifax, ticker EFX, were our weakest performers this quarter. Other detractors were Zebra Technologies, ticker ZBRA, Nordson Corporation, ticker NDSN, and Bentley Systems, ticker BSI. Cooper is one of the largest manufacturers of contact lenses. The company also offers medical devices, diagnostic products, and surgical instruments to support healthcare delivery in hospitals, clinician offices, and fertility clinics. Although the company reported strong revenue growth in both contact lens and surgical segments, profitability was hurt by weaker margins in the fertility business. With interest rates rising, investors were also concerned about the company's floating rate debt, which is not expected to be paid down until next year. We view these issues as temporary in nature and believe that the company's solid market position remains intact. Equifax is a leading global provider of information management, transaction processing, and knowledge-based services facilitating consumer and business-initiated financial transactions. The company is one of the three largest U.S. credit bureaus, with databases supporting billions of credit decisions annually. Shares lagged following the company's reports of weaker-than-expected operating results, primarily driven by a decline in the mortgage segment. We view these issues as temporary. We have confidence in the company's solid long-term market positioning, supported by its unique proprietary data assets. Finally, Jolie, as we move into the the final quarter of 2023 and you begin to think about the equity market environment in 2024, can you speak to how your portfolio is positioned relative to your benchmark? Slowing economic growth remains most concerning, particularly as it is taking place against the backdrop of continued inflationary pressures exacerbated by rising energy prices and growing uncertainty on the geopolitical front. While improved, inflation remains elevated, impacting consumer spending, the key driver of the U.S. economy, and businesses struggling to offset input costs increases with high prices. Recent banking crisis has tightened bank lending, the lifeblood of the economy. And the strength in the price of oil, a commodity affecting input costs for businesses in a variety of sectors, makes it more challenging for the Fed to reach its inflation goals. And last but not least, the yield curve continues to be inverted, supporting recession fears. As always, the strategy's investment objective remains unchanged. Over an economic cycle, we strive to achieve returns that are meaningfully above those of the Russell 2500 benchmark, but with lower overall risk, 
and we believe the portfolio is well positioned to achieve this goal. Holdings in the strategy have had return equity averaging over 23% over the past five years, nearly twice that of the Russell 2500 index. Importantly, unlike the benchmark, these companies achieved these ROEs with under-leveraged balance sheets. Over the past 10 years, the consistency of our company's earnings not only outpaced the Russell 2500 index, but also the S&P 500. Even more importantly, capital generation, the source of future growth, also significantly exceeded the benchmark. In our experience, slowing economic growth brings investors to quality. While the outlook remains uncertain, we believe that our focus on the highest quality companies is particularly relevant today. Julie, thanks for taking the time to provide your insight to our KaneCast listeners. Thanks, Ben. You've just listened to KaneCast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.kane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.